it's a giant human sized rat. Ah! Rat. Turn to page 19. Hey roaches, I'm Toddy Tondera, and welcome to my audio thrifting diary. I scour through secondhand items searching for vibrant vintage, useful unusuals, big budget bangers, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, and good garbage. Each week, we curate a thrift haul, dive into the details, and record an episode based on our findings. I'm sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. Hey, who said you could come in here? Welcome to another edition of Thrifty Secondhand Shopping for Worm People. I'm your host, Toddy. Thanks for downloading the show. Thanks for streaming the show. And if you did it, thanks for subscribing to the show on iTunes. Welcome. Uh, Very exciting episode. It's going to be a sink or swim episode today because we're going to be telling some stories. Before we get into that, today, the day that this is released, is Sunday, August the 2nd. And as you may know, if you've been listening to prior episodes or listened last year, we won Best Podcast in Pittsburgh. Well, uh, the opportunity uh, may be just right around the corner for us again. Now, we are pre-recording this because of the pandemic, so we are batch recording. So I literally have no idea how to predict the future. But if today is Sunday, August the 2nd, and Thrifty has made it past nominations... I'd, I'd say look for a link. Look for a link because uh, we could be voted best podcast in Pittsburgh. So check out at Thrifty Podcast on Instagram. If it is Sunday and you go to Instagram and there is a, a piece there that says, here's how you vote for Thrifty for best podcast, then we made it past nominations. If there isn't a piece like that, well, I guess this is just me showing my ass. Uh, so go ahead over to the Instagram, vote thrifty for best podcast in Pittsburgh. Thanks a ton. I'm joined today by maybe the best radio personality in all of Pittsburgh, DJ Lil. Thank you for all your nominations. Yes. So um, same thing. If if, <laughs> if if DJ Lil has made it, um, you will know on Sunday. That that yes. You could vote. Yes. So how's how's pandemic for you? I'm all right. Um, I had uh, my birth chart done for me by one and only Prin. King Prin, yeah. So that I received that on Saturday, and did you learn a- about just yourself? Also, just yeah, I I definitely did. I appreciated it. Um, definitely shout out for sure to those services. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, well, it was a birthday present. Yes. Just happened to be a, a little bit later. It's okay. <laughs> it, we're in a month that also starts with the J, so it starts with the J, ends with a Y. There's some Almost of them. Almost my birthday month. There's, yeah. there's at least a couple of them. Maybe that was why he remembered to to, uh, to do it with the J right, and the Y. Like, there you go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but um, King Prince, shout out to you for sure. Yeah, so that was very nice, and it... Uh, 
help me get into the zone of this episode. The supernatural. Yep. The, you know. The kooky. The kooky. The very kooky. The unknown. The unknown. The spooky elements. So this episode, uh, for the first act today, we are going to be reading Goosebumps, Choose Your Own Adventures. Now, the fun part about this is DJ Lil and myself, and uh, we actually once upon a time had a wine and cheese party mm-hmm. where we, uh, there was four of us, and we read uh, Goosebumps, Choose Your Own Adventure, and uh, we died in the two books that we're going to be going over today, so I thought that it would be our second opportunity to find our way to the end because the first time we privately read those, we uh, it didn't turn out too well for us. No. So we want to find our way to the exit. So it's very sink or swim. And we've also uh, swapped the titles. Yes. So yeah. the one that I read, you'll be reading. Yeah. So I'm going to read the one you read. Mm-hmm. And then that one, uh, the Wax Museum one, which is one of my favorites. That's why when we all got together mm-hmm. and read it, I picked that. And that, that didn't work out. So maybe you have the opportunity to do that. Yeah, and then we'll we see. also have uh, Myth and Magic books coming Man, out too. Man, Myth, and Magic. And that will be in Act 1. Act 2 today will be a clip from Ghoul on Ghoul podcast when I was a guest uh, pre-pandemic a while ago. And it is also dealing with the supernatural, the spooky, and the sexy. Talk about some aliens in that clip. Talking about our own... Uh, this. We found some UFOs. As I was going to the Ghoul on Ghoul recording that day, legitimately, not, not even not even joking, I, I believe I saw a UFO in the air. I'm not even jo- I'm not even joking. Because it was on your minds and you were more aware? Quite possibly. Quite possibly. But there was a video along with it too. What? And it was right down here and I saw it floating in the sky. Now, was it a UFO? Uh-huh. Yeah. Maybe, probably not. <laughs> yeah. Probably not. Do we but want I'm saying to believe? Like, sure. Yeah, I want to believe. But yeah. it was literally that day. Well, and it was no goofballing. Like, it was literally that day. So that's going to be on, on that. And then, of course, Act 3, the questions that... Uh, the points we added up through the episode, our final question of the day with Vintage versus Modern, we see who wins the episode. So let's get right into things and mm-hmm. hop into our first segment. Something you've never seen before. Something Now, for new listeners to the show, something you've never seen before is uh, we put together a curated thrift haul, and we ask each other questions, multiple choice questions, about the item to see if we we could rack up some points. So, as I mentioned, we're going to be talking about some Goosebump books. Mm. So, Goosebump books, we have talked about on this show a lot. Several times. Several times, because yes. it is uh, something I absolutely grew up with. Uh, pro- I, you have to assume that if I never got into Goosebumps as a child, I wouldn't have ended up as a... The person that you are today. A man-child <laughs> <laughs> that I ended up today. Um, so for those folks who, who maybe not be familiar with uh, Goosebump books, they are uh, children's horror fiction novels by American author R.L. Stein, and originally there were 62 books, 
And uh, the original stint was from 1992 to 1997. And then years down the line, there were some spinoffs. There were some movies also Mm -hmm. in recent years. But uh, they sold over 400 million copies of these books. I'm hoping... That's a lot of books. If I wrote a book, I'd hope four were sold. Right. (laughs) Like a four... Let alone what... 400, you said 400 million? 400 million. Okay, that's a decent number. That's a little discrepancy between four right. and 400 million. But <laughs> if I sold seven of my, seven of my own books, I'd cry. I'd be like, people really love me. Right. I sold seven of them. Uh, and there was also a spinoff series as well that ended up being a TV show, mm-hmm. which I was, I would argue, equally involved in that <laughs> as well. Um, I remember growing up and uh, my grandparents used to take me to this one bookstore and it smelled totally like books and I was allowed one book and they Mm -hmm. were like six bucks and I was allowed like one book like a month and then everybody else at school had like one book a week. So I was a loser. Like really be selective on like what is the next in the the series that I need, yeah, to check it off the list. Because when I started, uh, when I started collecting the books, it was I believe it was 1994 or five, so I was a little behind. Uh, so when I first got into those books, there was but you were just about the right age to be the yeah. perfect, the perfect market. <laughs> I was the flag design for yeah. who was gonna like. I was gonna yeah. yeah that was who's yeah. gonna yeah. How I look now, I look very that way just younger (laughs) just shockingly younger um but uh so i had to sort of like recollect the -hmm. books because i was already behind so it took me a while to kind of the collection to get the collection but still at the house that i grew up in and i don't know why they're not here i guess because they take up a lot of room i have i think like 59 of the original 62 And I have them between two curly skeleton uh, bookends. So it would look nice on my fireplace. Yeah. Have to move the critters. Yeah, but on my fireplace right now is basically uh, an amalgamation of uh, a lot of trinkets that have been previously on Thrifty Episodes. Mm -hmm. So I don't have a place for them, but in due time. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to start off while reading our first book. So what I'm going to do here, um, this is your choose your own adventure. So at the bottom of some of these pages, uh, the reader gets to choose, uh, what activity they would like to do. You know, maybe go down a slide, go to page Mm -hmm. 36, climb up a ladder, go to page 47, and then whatever you decide to do, you Mm -hmm. follow it along. So I'm going to read this one. And you're going to pick. Okay. Pick our fate. Pick pick your fate. So uh, this one is called uh, Attack of the Beastly Babysitter. And it is book number 18 in the Choose Your Own Scare series. Mm. Um, It's actually one of the rarer ones. Which is kind of cool. I chose it because of the cover. Because there is a rat man at the door? Yeah, that's... Usually what I feel like I look like. <laughs> a rat man at the door? Yeah, yeah. There's a rat man at the door. You right. sure is it, Lil? Lil. <laughs> Lil's here. Lil's I, did, here. I did wash my hair for today, so it looks a little less rat-like. You showered today? I showered today, too. Perfect. Wow, that's two out of two. This is good right. vibes here. For sure, good too vibes. Too much sweat. Yeah. 
Um, so it says right on the front, it has a rat man knocking on the door and then a scared child peeking through the blinds. Mm-hmm. And it says, choose from over 20 different scary endings. Uh, on the back here, adventures in baby scaring rats. You're too old for a babysitter, but your mom hired one anyway. And that's the good news. The bad news? The babysitter works for a company called Kidscare. Hmm. So what do you do? If you like to play games, he, he knows some killer games, but if you lose, you'll never go home again. Forget about playing nice. The choice is yours in this scary Goosebumps adventure that's packed with over 20 spooky endings. So let's kick it off. All right. And I remember fondly when you were reading this, there was a character, uh, I believe there was a character in the book or uh, uh, named Stinko. Oh, yeah. Do you remember Stinko? Oh, yeah. So let's Now if see. I could do the voice again? Well. Not sure. Fortunately, I'll have to um, because I, I, I guess I'll be reading this one. But um, so uh, in total, I believe there was over 20 choose your own scare books. But this one's number 18. Mm-hmm. So let's let's start it off. Ding dong. Get the door, please. Your mom calls from upstairs. It's the babysitter from Fun and Games Kids Care. I'm too old for a babysitter, you yell for the hundredth time. Stinko's the one who needs a babysitter, or maybe a zookeeper would be better. Mom, your six-year-old brother whines, I'm not a Stinko. Stop calling your brother that silly name, your mother scolds as she hurries down the stairs. I don't have time for arguments. Dad is waiting for me in the car. She smooths, she smooths her hair. Now answer the door and be nice. I don't want, want you torturing this babysitter just like you did to the last one. Who, me? You ask innocently. Your mother rolls her eyes. Ding dong, ding dong. I'm coming, I'm coming. You shuffle to the door and throw it open and come face to face with a giant pink bubble. Mm. Turn to page two. Got it. Pop. The huge bubble bursts in the face of a mousy-looking girl. Hey, she greets you. She peels the gum glob off the tip of her pointy nose. How's it going? You check her out. Straight brown hair hangs down to her waist, a long tie-dyed skirt, and tank droop from her thin frame. You know, the perfect word for this girl is, in quotes, a hippie. (laughs) Your mom joins you at the door. Are you Mary Ellen? Zoe, the hippie corrects. From Kids Care, she marches past you and your mom straight to your living room. Sorry if I'm late. Traffic was nuts. Some car went to a ditch. I thought our babysitter's name was Mary Ellen, your mom steps towards Zoe. But then your dad honks the horn in the driveway. Your mom shrugs. I must have heard wrong. No prob, says Zoe. She tucks her hair behind one ear. Your eyes widen when you spot the tattoo of a rat on her earlobe so it is lil it is lil (laughs) that could be your next hat you've seen some strange tattoos but a rat weird Mm -hmm. zoe notices you looking at her ear she quickly yanks her hair back into place then she smiles at your mom you go enjoy your weekend 
for some reason, you don't like the way Zoe said that. Uh, Mom, you begin, then you stop yourself. You complained all day about having a babysitter. You'd seem like a real baby if you confessed that Zoe makes you nervous. We'll be back the day after tomorrow, your mom promises. Then she gives you a hard look, and I expect everything to go just fine here. Mm-hmm. Never fear, kids' care is here, Zoe recites. She reaches into her huge shoulder bag and pulls out a bag of chips. She starts munching. Was it your imagination, or did Zoe say kids' care, not kids' care? Weird. Hmm. Little, uh, mysterious, little mysterious, little foreshadowing. Zoe shuts the door behind your mom. You jump when the phone rings. I'll get it. Stinko hollers. He races to the phone. Hello. He bleats into the receiver. Mary (laughs) Ellen. There's no Mary Ellen here. Oh, you're Mary Ellen. Well, that's okay. We already have a babysitter tonight. Bye. He hangs up. What was that about, you ask? Some babysitter named Mary Ellen, Stinko replies. Her car went off the road, but don't worry. I told her we already have a babysitter and we don't need another one. Could this be the car that ended up in the ditch, you think to yourself? Mary Ellen, you repeat? Mm -hmm. Turn to page 65. So DJ Lil... Mm-hmm. Thoughts on what's going on so far? Do you think that something's this, up? This babysitter may may have done something to the original I babysitter. Think, I think so. That's strange. You think so? We're on page sixty-five now. Mm-hmm. That's strange. You think you turn to face Zoe. Mary Ellen was the name. Mom, forget it. Zoe cuts you off. We've got better things to do than worry about some bad driver named Mary Ellen. Blah. Like what? You grumble. You're already sure you're going to be bored this whole weekend. Like this, Zoe reaches into her huge bag and pulls out a giant game spinner. Whoa, Stinko exclaims. What's that? You don't want to seem too interested, but you can't help peeking at it out of the corner of your eye. Mm-hmm. The first thing you notice is a silhouette of a rat in the center. More Just rats. More rat stuff. Just like the tattoo on Zoe's ear bunch of rat stuff going on Mm -hmm. this girl has rats on the brain you think been there you move forward to get a little closer the spinner is divided into two sections one section says fun f-u-n the other section says games g-a-m-e-s it's up to you now zoe holds the spinner in front of you what happens next is your choice what's it going to be fun or games. DJ Lil, how are you feeling about what's what's co- what's going on so far? I don't know what kind of fun you're going to have with this Zoe. Mm-mm. And the games are not going to look good. Mm-mm. Um, and she may have ran a babysitter off the road. Yeah. There's rumors that she said kids scare. scare. Tattoos? Who trusts people with tattoos? <laughs> I sure don't. So um, turn the spinner on page 136. If your finger stops on fun, turn to page 32. If your finger stops on games, turn to page 100. So, if your finger stops on fun, 
32. If your finger stops on games, 100. Mm. Let's go games. Games. Yeah. Okay. Let's so, go games. So I'm not positive because it says turn the spinner on page 136. Oh, so there's it's, a... Oh, it's that... It's a diagram. Okay. Well, maybe I have to... It's a diagram. So, okay. This is your official spinner. Guard it with your life. This spinner will help you make important choices throughout the attack of the beastly babysitter. Follow these simple finger spinning instructions each time you spin the spinner. Finger spinning instructions. There are four choices in this spinner. Place your index finger on the correct choice ring. Close your eyes. No peeking. Mm-hmm. Circle your finger around and around. Keep circling until you feel that you want to stop. Open your eyes. Read the word under your finger. Your choice has been made. So uh, okay. we'll so this. this one is the outer ring. It says fun and games. So spin your finger around the, the, the... Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. DJ Lil is spinning, 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 spinning. Yeah. Oh, fun. Yes. You have picked fun. Fun. So this was originally a different, different from your original pick. Mm-hmm. So we might die. Yeah. <laughs> so let it be known that this is one you, uh, what you didn't originally pick. Now I think it was page thirty-two. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Fun. Okay. Yes. This is it. Perfect. So DJ Lil has picked the next adventure, and she has picked fun. So we'll go to page 32. Fun. Hooray. Zoe cheers with your finger, lands on fun. Fun, fun. Stinko crows happily. He, he claps his hands. Whoopee, you mutter. Time for the fun begin. Follow me. Zoe, adjusting her shoulder bag, she races out the back door. Stinko grabs his red baseball cap and darts after her. You follow reluctantly. Zoe pulls a huge silver disc out of her bag. She yanks a metal loop in the center of it. The disc opens in a dome shape. So this seems kind of untraditional for a typical weekend babysitter. Mm -hmm. Zoe places it on the lawn. It comes up to your chest. It's rather large. You've never seen something like this before. Whoa. That's like the title of the sketch. Holy cow. Something you've never seen before. We nailed it. Congratulations, (laughs) us. Wow. Where did you get that thing, you ask? Zoe ignores you, touching a spot on the side of the dome. A door slides open. Enter the discotech, she commands. That's pretty sick. But disco is D-I-S-K-G-O. So disco. It's okay. not even it's something different. Something maybe from the future. UFO. UFO. Stuff. Neat. Stinko scurries into the dome. Without giving you a chance to, to argue, Zoe shoves you inside. Then she crawls in after you. The door slides shut. Mm. You have to scrunch to fit inside the cramped space. Gee. This is too much fun for me, you grumble. Zoe glares at you. Then the engine to the disc begins to rumble. An engine? And then the dome starts spinning. Next stop, the fun zone, Zoe cries. Turn to page 71. Let's say this. This doesn't (laughs) seem fun. Yeah, no. 
This doesn't seem fun. It doesn't seem like this is going to end up very good here no. for for uh, ourselves. Very and our, uncomfortable so far. And Stinko. Yeah, I don't know about you, but um, if I just meet somebody, I don't want to go into a giant disc that I could crawl that they into. they took out of their bag? That yeah. becomes a thing? Not Stinko's all about it. Yeah, well, he has, he has issues with boundaries, <laughs> it appears. <laughs> Big time. All right, so we're on page 71. We're still alive, so mm-hmm. that's a sign. We didn't live the last time we played this. No. So, okay, page 71. This isn't fun at all. You feel dizzy and nauseous. Luckily, the spinning tops before you toss your cookies. The door slides open. You hear organ music and kids screaming. Hmm. The smell of nachos fills the air. Awesome. Thanks, Zoe. Stinko runs out of the dome. You're in somewhere completely different. You exit slowly, trying to regain your balance and your lunch. Where are we, you ask? Zoe points to a yellow neon sign. Kid Scare Fun Zone, you read aloud. Kid Scare? I thought you said that before. Hmm. You gaze at the huge indoor playground in front of you. Just beyond the turnstiles, kids jump into an Olympic-sized pool pit filled with colorful plastic balls. Everybody loves a plastic ball pit. I don't. You don't like a plastic ball pit? Even as a kid, I was like, well, that's a lot of germs in there. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. A lot of germs in there. My sister was more of the stinko type. Be like, no questions. Yeah, well, well, there's always a, a stinko type <laughs> yeah. in every household, let me tell you. I was like, let's back up for a moment. <laughs> you gaze at the huge indoor playground in front of you, just beyond the turnstiles. Oh, I said that. Baby stuff, you think. But the slides aim down the tubes, and that looked like a tornado funnel seemed kind of fun. Hmm. And the pitch dark cave entrances you see, doting the far walls, look cool. Wait here, Zoe orders. I have to check in. Zoe strolls through a turnstile. A second later, Stinko dashes behind Zoe in the play area. Stinko, you shout. Get back here, you dumbo. Dumbo? Turn to page 69. So we are now, DJ Lil, we are now uh, no longer our home or our backyard. Unknown. We are uh, in the Kid Scare Fun Zone, and there seems to be ball pits. There seems to be slides. So this seems to be like a Chuck E. Cheese type thing. Discovery Zone type thing. What a pain, you mutter. You push through the turnstile to tell Zoe what happened. After all, she's the babysitter. Let her deal with Stinko. Good call. Mm Mm-hmm. Zoe is talking to another girl. Another girl in hippie clothes. The babysitter is so deep in conversation that she didn't even notice Stinko's mad dash into the fun zone. The two hippie girls are laughing about something. As you get closer, you hear what they're saying. Getting rid of Mary Ellen was easy, Zoe boasts. The old giant rat in the road trick. Made her swerve into a ditch. Works every time. Now the two brats are ours. So you were right about being worried about her. Mm-hmm. A shudder runs through you. 
What could Zoe be talking about? She sounds crazy mm-hmm. and dangerous. Don't panic, you tell yourself. There must be an explanation for what Zoe just said. But should you listen to find out what else this weird babysitter will say? Or do you go after Stinko and get yourself out of there? So we are at another fork in the road. The do, we, do we listen to the babysitter and see what, what's going on with that whole situation? Or do you go find Stinko? If you stay to hear more, mm-hmm. turn to page 61. If you go after Stinko, go to page 79. I think we should stay and hear more. Uh, why do you think that? What is your thoughts there? Good riddance to Stinko. Good riddance to Stinko. <laughs> Sick of it. <laughs> Get Stinko out of yeah. here. Okay. Also, there's some. seems like there's some pertinent information. Yeah. Some pertinent information. That we may or may not resolve yeah. by eavesdropping. So let's see here. I'm on page 61. You figure Stinko will be fine playing in the fun zone. In fact, he'll probably be furious when you try to get him to leave. It's more important to find out what Zoe has to say. I gotta say I agree with that. Good riddance to Stinko. He'll tire himself out. Yep. He'll come back if you need him. Eventually. Yeah. You spot a stack of boxes. Quickly, you duck behind them. As you crouch down, you notice they are marked Swiss cheese. Hmm, you frown. Must mean Swiss cheese. (laughs) Oops. Your shoulder knocks against a box. You try to grab it, but it crashes to the floor. It breaks open. A horrible stench fills the air. Rotting rounds of orange cheese roll from the boxes. Thousands of fat, slimy, white worms wriggle out of the cheese and squirm onto your feet. Ugh. Gross. Turn to page 24. So, as we talk about every summer on the show, we talk about our own backyard fun zones. (laughs) And what has happened here is Zoe the Babysitter's backyard fun zone was a giant disc that you went in Mm -hmm. that took you to this fun zone. And you're no longer in a backyard fun zone, but you're surrounded by mean babysitters, ball you pits. You were in a different dimension. And, and cheese. Yeah. So turn to page 24. I don't like how this is ending up for us. I don't Mm-mm. think not so far. But we might get some information. It might be important. We continue to live. We're still alive. This is good news to both of us. Yes. <laughs> what was that you hear Zoe demand? A box, that's all, the other girl reassures her. You press yourself against the wall and try not to move, which is really hard to do with dozens of gross worms inching their way up your legs. You shake your legs one at a time, no use. The worms cling like lint on an old sock or brother's fur on a microphone. Mm -hmm. Brother the cat's fur on a microphone. Like we had to to defur the microphones before we started. You want to scream, but you hold it in. Zoe rushes over to the spilled cheese. You hold your breath and try to ignore the worms crawling across your body. Relatable. (laughs) Zoe bends down and examines a hunk of worm-covered orange cheese. Waste not, want not, she says with a grin. She then tosses the squirming cheese into her mouth. Uh. You gasp at the repulsive sight. 
Zoe spins in your direction. Uh-oh. You gave yourself away. Now what are you going to do? Waste not, want not. Mm-hmm. Waste not, want not. Think about that. That's, that's scripture right there. Find out on page 41. So we have been found. Mm-hmm. But we did get a little bit more information, and it is confirmed that, uh, yeah, she's a... Some kind of rat person. Yeah, she's a freak. Yeah. She's, <laughs> she's some type of freak here. Yep. Turn to page 41. Cool. Here we go. Zoe peeks around the cheese boxes. Her eyes narrow when she sees you. You re- you little brat, she growls. She reaches for you. You shove the stack of wormy cheese boxes onto her. Cheese flies everywhere. No. She's covered with cheese crumbs and zillions of worms. You don't waste a minute. You race towards an exit sign in the distance. Get that kid, Zoe screams through her mask of worms. The other hippie girl trips over the cheese boxes. You've got a good head start, you tell yourself. But when you reach the exit sign, you discover it's not really an exit. It actually says no exit. Employees only. Psych. It's a psych. Next to the door is one of the cave entrances. Over it, a sign says, This way to Weirdo Woods. Yikes. You glance behind you. Zoe is catching up, and she's not alone. Choose your direction. Mm. All right. It's up to you to save us, DJ Lil. If you go through the employees-only door, turn to page 16. Okay. If you dash into the cave towards Weirdo Woods, turn to page 80. What are your thoughts here? If you go through the employees-only door... I think you're just going to open the door to, like, 20 other Zoes. Mm-hmm. Hippie girls. Nibbling with things tattoos. on the floor. Mm-hmm. Waiting to suck your blood or whatever it is that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. If you go through the cave, you might never come back. Or is it like Narnia where you just end up finding a totally different Well, we have found place. it. We have found that there are other dimensions, it appears. Right. It's up to you. Hmm. Save our life. Let's go the cave route. To Weirdo, the Weirdo Woods. Page 80. Weirdo Woods. We're not doing too bad so far. No. We're staying alive. You dash through the cave and step out into an enormous jungle setting. Hmm. Plastic rot- rocks jut out like cliffs. Fake plants tower overhead. Exotic smells and sounds fill the air. Awesome, you think. This fun zone building must be huge. Right in front of you, a bridge stretches across a deep, dark canyon. A thick mist makes it impossible for you to see where the bridge leads or what might be on the other side. But Zoe is definitely on this side. Mm Mm-hmm. Glancing back, you see her racing towards you. She has followed you into Weirdo Woods. Not that way, she cries. So she doesn't want you going over the bridge. Then that's just what you'll do. You have to do something to get away from her. You step onto the wobbly rope floor of the bridge. It shakes so badly, you almost fall over the other side. Hmm, maybe this was a bad idea. Get back here, you brat, Zoe yells at you. No way, you think. She is one rotten babysitter. 
You saw eight. You saw her eat worms before. <laughs> Worm cheese. Tough. You thought that I thought the tattoos were bad enough. <laughs> You dart along the shaky rope bridge. After you've gone about halfway, it begins to sway back and forth. You clutch the rope railings. You feel as if you're riding a wild ride at, his, at an amusement park. Only, you're not amused. You're losing your footing. You're losing your grip. Oh no, you're going to fall. Turn to page 18. Mm-hmm. Are we going to fall off this bridge on page 18? I really hope not. We're, we're staying alive, though. Or what if we fall through and we just wake up in our bed? Could be. And it was all a dream. Or we fall off the bridge and maybe you, yeah, you fall off that and then you wake up in a ball pit back where you started. Oh, and we're, you never leave. <laughs> we're going to have to figure this one out. Yeah, you shriek. <laughs> the swinging bridge <laughs> The swinging bridge hurls you headfirst over the side. You wave your arms frantically, trying to grab hold of something, anything to keep you from plummeting into the deep canyon. You're in luck. Your fingers connect with the rope. You clutch it tightly. But can you hold on? Your arm muscles burn as you reach up to the bridge with your other hand. You grab empty air. You reach again. Mm. Nothing. Your feet dangle below you. You glance down. It's a long drop. Whoops. You shouldn't have looked. Now your hand is sweating, making it hard to hold on. You're slipping. Hang on. On page 27. Just in time, a hand reaches out of the swirling orange mix to grab you. It's okay. A boy's voice reassures you. You're safe. Oh, so a man finds you. That's never good. Um... (laughs) When a man tells you you're safe, it's probably the da- means danger. Your rescuer starts to pull you back up onto the bridge. The mist is so thick that all you can see is him in a red baseball cap and his hands clasping your wrist. Yikes. This is no ordinary hand. A scruffy patch of fur grows across <gasps> his knuckles. And his fingers aren't fingers. They're claws. Turn to page It's the Papa Rat. It could be Big Guy Rat, right? Big Papa Rat. <laughs> Papa Rat is here. We're getting through this. I think we might be doing okay. Way, we, way we better definitely, last time. We, yeah, we definitely, because I, I think this last like eight pages last time. Yeah. We had to maybe choose the employee only door. I think we maybe followed Stinko. Yeah. We, I think we went the other way, so that was a... If you were reading it, and yeah. I think I chose to follow Stinko, I bet. Yes. It seems like a move I'd make. Yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. All right. Page 119. We're still alive, folks. You gasp at the sight of the clawed hand, but you're not going to let your fear keep you from being rescued. Thanks for saving me, you tell the boy as he pulls you to safety. You peer at him. He looks a little older than Stinko, but younger than you. I'm David. He holds his hairy hand to shake, but when you see when when he sees you staring at it, he shoves it into his pocket. Whoa, whoa, what happened to you? You stammer. I don't know. David admits it started as soon as the kids scare babysitter went to check in check in at the gate. Hey, we came for, with a sitter from the same agency. You cry. There's mm. something really weird going on here with these babysitters. The babysitters are evil. Evil. Your voice trembles. What do you... Shh, David interrupts. Listen, you hear voices approaching. One is Zoe's. 
We can't let them find us, David gasped. Follow me. You're not sure if you trust this kid. That hairy hand of his gives you the creeps. But so does Zoe. And she's getting closer. Another fork in the road to keep us alive, DJ Lil. Are we going to revisit the spinner ever? Maybe. Ah, we haven't had to. Maybe we've made enough good decisions. Yeah. We haven't. If you decide to trust this strange boy, go to page 125. That's going to be my new Instagram bio. (laughs) (laughs) If you'd rather go your own way, turn to page 55. So trust the boy 125. Turn to page 55 to go your own way. You have to assume he's been there longer. So maybe he has got some Mm -hmm. idea of how to get out. Where yeah. to hide, whatever. So we're gonna follow him. Let's let's give the hairy hand of David yeah. a follow. <laughs> right. One twenty five. One twenty five. Do you call that a rat's hand a paw? Well it has claws. That's or for you... sure. We know it has claws. His claws. Follow David's claws. He may be weird looking, but you trust David. Ouch. Just calling him out, huh? Right. <laughs> You're weird looking, dude. uh. (laughs) Besides, how much choice do you have? Mm -hmm. Okay, you agree. Which way? Follow me, he whispers. He holds out his claw, taking a deep breath. You grasp his furry hand. Shivers race along your neck. But by holding hands and clutching the side rails, the two of you are able to keep your balance. Made it, you cheer, stepping on a solid ground. David glances over his shoulder. Hurry. We don't have much time. The babysitters are headed this way. This side of the canyon doesn't look like a forest at all. Instead of lush plants and bushes, you seem to be in a large gymnasium now. Maybe another dimension. Hmm. The towering trees lining the edge of the canyon hid the setup completely, you realize. Ow. You tumble over with a thud. (laughs) You are so busy gazing around that you never notice you walked right into two rows of tires lying on the ground. It feels very David Lynchy at this point. No, a, a gym, and now there's tires. tires. David yanks you upright. Watch where you're going. Lifting your knees high, you dash through the tires. Then you and David come to a towering rope wall. Ropes dangle from the top of it. We've got to climb over that, you gasp? Climb over it, page 12. We're alive. Mm-hmm. We're alive. We're, I think we're... But are David's claws going to help him climb the rope better than you oh we'll see we're still alive i think we have a 60 40 chance of making this book definitely by now Mm -hmm. i don't think i can make it over that wall you confess would you rather face zoe and the babysitters david demands you sigh you've got a point david you grab a rope and start climbing david climbs the rope beside you hand over hairy claw This is like an obstacle course in the army, you huff. That's exactly what it is, David explains. We all have to go through it. It's one of the tests. Hmm. Huh? What is he talking about? But you don't have enough time to to ask. When you reach the top, something occurs to you. Hey, you call, jumping off the wall after David. How did you know my babysitter's name was Zoe? I never told you that. Shh. David holds his claw up to his lips. He points to someone ahead of you. A figure in a military uniform. Cops are here, I think. Ah. That's never good. (laughs) We're here, David announces. 
The uniform person turns around and faces you, but it's not a person. It's a giant, human, sized rat. Turn to page 19. You gasp in horror, but the horror mixes with anger as David salutes the giant rat. It was a trap, you realize. David is a part of this horrible nightmare. You're too shocked even to yell at him. Good work, David, the rat says. Mm-mm. They've you've, been brainwashing. You've <laughs> brought in another recruit for the rat people's army. Hey, you recognize that voice. And now you peer closer. You could recognize that face. It's Zoe under all that rat fur. Turn to page 83. So David wow. wasn't so nice to mm-hmm. us. You deserve a reward, Zoe the Rat continues. Come forward for your switch cheese. David steps forward and takes the cheese from Zoe's outstretched claw. He pops it into his mouth. Your eyes wind as you watch the incredible change take place. More fur grows on David's claw. His face narrows and becomes pointy. Whiskers spread under his new nose. His eyes turn beady and black. You had realized the more cheese you eat, the more of a rat you become. Now David is more rat than kid. Your turn. Zoe holds a piece of switch cheese toward you. This cheese will turn you into one of us. Then you could join our rat army. That's a dream, isn't it? Right. Isn't it? You, you started this evening just hanging at home with your dumb right. brother. And now here you are in some... In an alternate dimension. In an alternate reality. Mm-hmm. TM. Eating cheese that turns you into a rat. To the rat's army. It will be easier on you if you do as I say, Zoe warns. We're taking over this motherfucker. She didn't cuss, though. That was me. Um... <laughs> If you decide to join the rat people's army, turn to page 104. If you refuse to eat the cheese, turn to page 115. I think this could be the end result. I think so. I love cheese, but I'm not eating that cheese. So we're going to refuse the cheese? Yes. Okay. We're going to refuse the cheese then. Turn to 115. I think you've made a good decision. Oh... Join the rat people's army? No way, you shout. You knock the chunk of switch, switch cheese out of Zoe's claw. It falls to the ground. You turn to run, but David throws himself down on the ground in front of you. You trip over him and fall flat on your face. You scramble to your feet. But before you could run, David grabs the back of your shirt. And then he wraps his stringy rat tail around your right ankle, holding you. Nice work. Zoe compliments the rat boy. She tosses him in another bite of cheese as a reward. His nose twitches as he chews chews it gratefully. Mm -hmm. Time to eat your switch cheese. I guess it's called switch cheese because it switches. Yeah, huh? Hmm. Zoe's glittering rat eyes gaze at you, and this time... (laughs) Glittering rat eyes. (laughs) Zoe's glittering rat eyes gaze at you. Nothing like that. Nothing like that. And this time, you won't get away from me. Turn to page 104. Uh, This may have been a mistake. Yeah. This may have been a mistake. Just trying to live my own life. Yeah. All right, let's see. On page 104, you give up. You blew it. 
You never should have trusted a kid with a furry claw instead of fingers. Note to your note. Note to self. Note to self. Don't trust don't trust a kid with furry claws instead of fingers. Eat the cheese, David squeaks, but one of us, be one of us, be one of us, he shouts. Zoe pushes you to the ground and shoves the cheese under your nose. Be all you can be. Zoe presses the chunk of switched cheese against your mouth. You struggle, but Zoe just presses down harder. Dry crumbs stick to your lips. Your tongue darts out. You can't help it. You swallow. Tingles through your body. Fur sprouts from your skin. Your hands become claws. Your teeth sharpen. The more you turn into a rat, the better the switch cheese tastes. When you finish the hunk of cheese, Zoe pats your head and steps back. You gaze at her. She, she and David salute you. Then a terrifying sight appears. Stinko. Dressed in an army uniform. Stinko's a, a Stinko, rat Stinko, you're pop. all grown up. <laughs> it isn't his rat face, his long twitchy tail, or his wriggling whiskers that fill with disgust or horror. No, it's the unbelievable, terrifying reality that in the rat people's army, your kid brother outranks you. The end. So we didn't die. Uh, we did not die, but we became but. a cop at the end. We became a cop at the end. We made it well far into oh, this yes. book. Oh, yes. I'd say most of the book. Well far into we this through. book. I think I made. I call- did not expect. Go ahead. A few of those plot twists. A few of those plot twists were kind of crazy. Now mm-hmm. we didn't find out much information about what all those alternate dimensions were. No. And my thought is that I guess with these discs, mm-hmm. they just transform you to different ones. And I guess that fun zone is like the like a purgatory, maybe. Well. Like yeah, the, they're, well, also, they're, is she going, obviously, they're going around gathering kids to put into the rat army. Yeah. I wonder if it appears different. To hmm, different yeah, people. Yeah, to different it's, people. It's kind of like you're. And, like, people like Stinko ask zero questions. Zero questions. Go immediately, like, immediately working for the man. <laughs> and he outranks you. He was, like, a, a general officer right. rat in the, in the oh, rat army. Oh, man. So that was, well, that was unfortunate. Yeah. Um, I think I might call an audible just because that ran long. I think another later DJ Lil episode, you could read that one. Okay. Because we are 50 minutes in. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we are 50 minutes in. So, uh, so some fortunate news is we did get through a ton of that book. Mm-hmm. We did not die. No. But is it worse to become a cop than death? We'll leave that question up to the okay. universe. But I do have a thrifty trivia trivia question for you. Okie dokie. See if you could get your first point of the game. Jovial Bob Stein, a.k.a. R.L. Stein, which uh, series Goosebumps was translated into 32 different languages. Mm-hmm. What does Goosebumps translate to in Chinese? A. Boiled pimples. B, chicken skin. C, duck growth. Mm. D, nada. None of the above. Jovial Bob Stein, a.k.a. R.L. Stein series, was translated into 32 different languages. 
What does goosebumps translate to in Chinese? A, boiled pimples. B, chicken skin. C, duck growth. D, none of the above. What are you thinking? I would like to say uh, chicken skin because that's what you think of when you're like, oh, chicken skin. It's got the little bumpies on it. Looks like chicken skin. Yeah, exactly. But I feel like ducks are a super underrated bird. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go C, Ooh, duck growth. C, duck growth. Yes. And boiled pimples, no way, right? No. Okay. And not none of the above. You don't think I made all these up? Nope. Okay. So uh, what does goosebumps translate to in Chinese? Uh, you said B, chicken skin. The correct no, answer. I did, I did C. Oh, you said C, I duck say, growth. Yes. Well, see, I had chicken skin on the mind because it is B, chicken skin. Oh, <laughs> Should have gone with chicken skin. See, duck growth is not the correct answer, unfortunately. Darn. It is chicken skin. Um, I just feel like ducks, uh, you know, need a little more attention See, sometimes. Uh, for see, I, I'm happy I tricked you because yeah. I thought with goose, translation duck, mm-hmm. I don't know. And then I was like bumps, growth, I don't know. Yeah, it was the obvious one. So uh, you made us into a rat cop and you got that question wrong. It's unfortunate. And we have so many more goosebumps that we mm-hmm. have to save for a later episode. But yeah. we did get through it. But I know you have some items for this week's Surf Tall as well. Which uh, you gave to me a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so here we have an illustrated encyclopedia of the supernatural. Now, I have volume one, two, and three here. And they were published in 1970. And it's a 24-volume hardcover set. That's called Man, Myth, and Magic. Um, and in here, I found a handwritten note just now about some nurses station. And I didn't some even numbers. when I gave you when I gave you that uh, book. I did, well the three books. I never knew there was anything in there. Yeah, so there's a note in here, some strings of numbers, um, and I also found an intact receipt from books by mail order. And somewhere in New Jersey, but this person did live in, I think, Verona. Oh, okay. Um, so my guess is that they got the first couple volumes and either lost interest in the supernatural or they're like, this is too much money to go through and order this whole set. So they just got oh, the just, first three and they're like, that's <laughs> enough myths and magic for like, me. A through C is enough supernatural that I'll ever have to look up. Uh, So it's edited by Richard Cavendish. Um, He's a British occult historian author. Fun. Yeah, and it was originally printed as a magazine in England. So then it was just compiled. So all kinds of uh, people... um, so it was just like an issue. Wrote the the articles. Yeah, so there's all kinds of, you know, photographs... um, Pictures of like paintings, sculptures, all odds and ends. And I'm going to jump to, well, there's that luck and fate page that someone looking into a crystal ball or something. Well, that's that fun. Looks fun. Maybe that's why they didn't order more than three because there's <laughs> a, a older gentleman <laughs> holding a crystal ball in his hand and then just his like huge head as a reflection. Mm-hmm. Scary in itself, huh? Yeah, that's, and then we got a painting, some skeletons, some fun stuff. I see some nudity, some light nudity. A little bit of nudity. nudity. Light nudity is always fun. A little bit here. I am going to read 
briefly, if I can find, oh, I had my page, about abracadabra, the word abracadabra. Abracadabra. Um, abracadabra alakazam are three of my favorite Pokemon. They're also psychic Pokemon. Abra stays pretty still and sleeps. Kadabra has spoons. Mm -hmm. Alakazam has spoons and bends them. Yeah. And I guess this little drawing of uh, uh, Abracax Mm -hmm. is a demon with snakes for feet. And there's a small drawing. You can see snakes for feet. Kind yeah. of like, like a Pokemon, like yeah. a lumpy goblin Pokemon. Yeah, and, and that's, a, that's... Smirking. And that's sort of like the adult version of what I just mentioned, like Abra, yeah. Kadabra, Alakazam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the, the word Abracadabra has been so widely used in magic that it has passed into the patter of the stage conjurer and appears in dictionaries as a term for magical nonsense words in general. Daniel Defoe, in his Journal of the Plague Year, published in 1722, says that many people who were terrified of the plague acted as if it was an evil spirit which threatened to take possession of their bodies. Yikes. Yikes. They tried to ward it off with certain words or figures, as particularly the word abracadabra formed in a triangle or pyramid, which is illustrated... Right there, Here yeah. Here in this corner, which I have seen that before, and like coming up I again. I wasn't sure what I was looking at, and now I'm like, okay, the pieces are coming together. Now you got Man, Myth, and Magic, the series, <laughs> right? and you understand it. I yeah. need the rest of the volumes. Mm-hmm. Um, in the Middle Ages, the word was believed to cure fevers. The earliest instructions f- for using it come from a poem on medicine by Quintus Serenus Simonicus, a doctor who accompanied the Roman Emperor Severus, on his expedition to Britain in 208 AD. It has to be written down, dropping a letter in each line. The usual way of writing it is the triangular pattern I just mentioned. Um, The paper on which the word is written must be tied round the patient's neck with flax, worn for nine days, and then thrown backwards over the shoulder into a stream which runs eastward. Gotta say one word, intense. (laughs) This, uh, I'm sorry, the idea is evidently that as the word shrinks away to nothing, so will the fever. Well, I mean, that's one way to look at it. Then there's the demon with snakes for feet. Snakes for feet demon. So, a little bit about abracadabra as a word I'd never known before. And then we'll find a little, uh, nice little uh, little demon guy. Along yeah. With it. Mm-hmm. And for my trivia question. Yes. I mentioned the author Daniel Defoe. So, his mention of abracadabra was in response to the Great Plague of London, which was 1665 to 1666. Um, which was actually the bubonic plague, little yeah. spurt of that. But what novel was he most famous for? What novel was he, he wrote? Most pamphlets for? and all other kinds yeah. of things. But what novel was he most famous for? A. Gulliver's Travels. B. Robinson Crusoe. C. Sailing Alone Around the World. Or D. None of the Above. Gulliver's Travel seems not him, for sure. I think I'll eliminate A. 
Um, what was B again? Robinson Crusoe. Robinson Crusoe. Okay. And then C. C is sailing alone around, around, around the, the world. world. Sailing alone around the world. Okay. Robinson Crusoe doesn't seem him either. I'm stuck between C and D mentally mm-hmm. right now. Um, I think you used, the last time you were on, you used D at least once. Yeah. And I will say there will be no double D today. Oh, okay. So there's only going to be I don't one know D if there's at best. Even, at best. I don't think there's going to be a D today. Oh, a little treat. A little spooky treat for me. All right. Well, hey, check it out. I think then I will go with my first thought. Mm-hmm. I will go with C. I'm going to go with C. When I get it wrong, you always smirk <laughs> at me as if I'm go- as if I could change my mind in that moment. Yeah, you can't. No, because it's B. Robinson Crusoe. Oh damn! So it. I did the same thing. I picked. Yeah. I picked C when I should have gone B. Yeah. So Robinson Crusoe came out in 1719, and it's sort of regarded as like the first English novel. Um, I didn't know he was attached to that. Yeah, it's actually a book that I've thrifted at least three times and still have yet to read. Okay. So you have three um, copies of it somewhere. So, yeah. Damn. I've come across mul- my multiple copies over the last year. I'm like, still haven't read this. It's only been around for... A day or two. <laughs> you know. <laughs> a little, <laughs> a little while, bit. sure. Um, and it's a story about a castaway who spends 28 years on a desert island. Seems cool. Seems mm-hmm. cool to do. Alone on a desert island, I yeah. think I'd make it the whole time or die the second day. I yeah. don't see me being a middle ground person. I have person. Yet, yet to find out mm-hmm. how this character <laughs> lives. Well, I have to choose my own. <laughs> choose your own choose adventure. Choose my own scare. Yeah. So, unfortunately, so no, no points. points. No points for either of us. So, I guess we could just do our, our second questions then. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we'll go right into our second questions. So the first one, you didn't get right, so no points so far. But uh, more Goosebump stuff. Uh, R.L. Stein made a living from scaring kids. How old was Mr. Goosebumps when the first book in the series, Welcome to Dead House, was published? How old was R.L. Stein when Goosebumps number one was published is the question. Okay. A, 44. B, 49. C, 53. Mm. D, none of the above nada. A, 44. B, 49. C, 53. D, none of the above. R.L. Stein. How old was he when the first Goosebumps was published, which was Welcome to Dead House? I'm just going to guess A, 44. A, 44. Okay. Yeah. Um, so from 1990, so you would say in 1992, he was 44, yeah. meaning at the end of the series, um, the original series, he was 49 then. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the, the answer here is you went with a 44, the correct answer, B 49, B 49. I'm just running right into the answers and he, still not getting He looks 61 points. years old. 
oh. <laughs> at the time that he was 49. So I was thinking, uh, I did I did trick you, but I was thinking that you'd think much older because he looks old. He looked old when he was not. He, yeah, he's like what I have seen of him. Like, you know, just I've always old. looked mm-hmm. old. He, uh, well, he did the, fe- he wrote Fear Street. Mm-hmm. before goosebumps right and then he was like why don't we make it even for younger kids yeah and uh that's what he did since then so no points through two questions let's see if i could get a point before we get to act two please someone get a point yes so this is still in connection with the uh man myth and magic series man myth and magic but also to do with you know like i mentioned my yeah my astrological birth chart so mm-hmm. i'm an aquarius so i was like of course Thinking about Age of Aquarius, mm-hmm. New Age movement, all these fun things. The New Age movement was of the 60s and 70s, and it spawned books like we see here. Um, but 19th century occultist Madame Blavatsky had a major influence on this era. Okay. When did she arrive in the U.S.? And she's of uh, Russian descent, I yeah. believe. I would assume. I so think with born the last in name. technically born in Ukraine, but might have been Russia at the time. Cool. Crazy world traveler. Uh-huh. I feel like there's a lot more to know about. People traveled her. the world more. Yeah. Back then. Like people would just travel the world. Like just there was a twenty-five percent chance you'd travel the world yeah. in your life. Weird. Um. So she showed up in the U.S. Uh, penniless and chain smoking. In what year? <laughs> the way to do it. Right. The way to do it. We can't even get out of our, like, we can't even get out of the house, let alone yeah. travel the world right now. Yeah. So is it A, 1873, B, 1890, C, 1895, D, none of the above? Read those again. A, 1873, B, 1890, C, 1895, or D, D. none of the above. So, 73, 90, or 95, 18. Okay. Um, well, two of those are kind of close, which is fun. And that was, had to have time to be accomplished, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think it was the latest one. Yeah, because she was an author and kind of started her own yeah. school of philosophy and... And she had to... Met up all those other... That era of, like, occult mm-hmm. uh, trends. Um, so I don't think it was the latest one, just because I think that she would have needed more time. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to go with this one. I'm going for A, 1873. 1873, final answer. See if I can get a point here. You got a point. Yay, I got a point. <laughs> That's the question I wrote. Like 20 minutes ago. 20 minutes ago question. See that? Pulled it up like a rabbit out of a hat. Like a rat out of the rat army. Yeah. So. um, One point. Awarded to me. Yes. Well, um, I guess that would would end act one. Now, again, we had originally two Goosebumps books to read, but DJ Lil did such a good job Mm -hmm. that we almost made it through it without being turned into a rat cop. So later on in life. Yeah, thanks for reading all the way through that. Oh yeah, for sure. I don't think sure. you really even stopped to take a drink of your water. Nope, I didn't so, take it. I yeah, or true, a, true professional over here, you know. <laughs> or a little bite of your cheese. Oh, some switch cheese. Mm-hmm. 
So we're going to take a quick break. The next clip you will be hear, it, hearing is uh, myself on Ghoul on Ghoul podcast. They release an episode every week just like Thrifty, and they're very cool people. So enjoy the clip, and we'll be back in Act 3 to uh, wager some points with Vintage versus, versus Modern and see who wins the episode. Thrifty Podcast. Stay tuned. Flying terrifies me, right? Mm-hmm. It terrifies me. It like, should terrify everyone. And the thing is, things that like terrify me also interest me because I want to get accustomed to them not being so terrifying. So I'm afraid of flying. So mm-hmm. I just watch uh, flight uh, simulators and videos all the time. It's called the Flight Channel. So what the Flight Channel is, it's, a, <laughs> it's um, so they take a flight simulator and they recreate um, famous or mysterious plane crashes or some cases plane malfunctions and then the plane's fine and they land. And so it's a very, it's, yeah, it's tough, but it's not done in a way that's like zany or disrespectful. It just says like, here's exactly what happened. And they gather this information through like, you know, just looking it up. And then like, they also do like, black box recorders so that's out there what you're describing though like getting obsessed with something that you're scared of because yeah. you're trying to like inure yourself to it mm-hmm. yeah it's a it's a fearsination where yeah. you're like well this is my new favorite thing but also oh god why am i doing this well it's yeah. it's like to it's to me sometimes like sometimes i'm not afraid of death and so i watch this stuff so i'm like <laughs> no this is why you should be afraid it's, like no no no, no. Sweetie, like it's sweetie. like this like like no 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 it's terrible back there all right so let's talk about it yeah so being as though that we're uh in in pittsburgh we're all in pittsburgh mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. there is i guess a semi-famous plane crash in, in regards to um an artist in, in pittsburgh now how i know this originally is is like where we live um, there's this big, long, like the cool part of town. It's called Penn Avenue. And, <laughs> what? Yeah, and and so there is a uh, a mural. Sorry, did you call Penn Avenue the cool part of town? I live in the South Hills. Okay. Everyone hates me. Oh, <laughs> you realize one. that Penn Avenue goes for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Um, this is funny. Yeah, so there's a a mural along Penn Avenue. It's uh, Penn Avenue and North Graham. Mm-hmm. And it's a 30 by 20 foot tall mural on the side of a brick building of a bride, mm-hmm. what appears to be um, walking up some steps into a house. Yeah. Um, there's like a lot of opinions about what it, it means or everything like that. But um, like if we're just looking based on what it looks like, it's a, a traditionally a woman dressed in a, a gown and just walking yeah. into a house. It's like... Uh, my favorite mural in Pittsburgh. And um, so uh, looking looking into that, and this was a while ago, like when I was growing up, um, looking into that, I found that the artist who did it was named uh, Judy Penzer. And oh. um, it was done in 1995. Really? So it wasn't like absolutely that long ago either, which I would no. assume to have been longer. But huh. I was like, okay, well, who's that? And so I typed her into you know, like Wikipedia to inform myself. Yes. And then, you know, I'm looking through all the th- stuff and it says like 
plane crash. Unfortunately, <gasps> she passed away in a plane crash a year later. Oh, my God. And um, I was like, whoa. And I'm like, that's kind of a, sort of an interest of mine. So it's kind of like, let's find out like about this. And um, so I kind of looked into it. And so on a plane in uh, like... Yeah, in 19... Well, 1995 is when the mural was painted. 1996 okay. is when they passed. Right, yeah. So it was uh, July 96, uh, the artist uh, named Judy Penzer, and also the architect, her, her name was Jill Watson. Like, both ladies who had the concept and did everything about it. Yeah, yeah, They yeah. were both on this one plane, and it was going from New York to Paris, it was uh, TW Flight 800, and the thing was that it burst into flames over yep. the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, people could, like, see it. People saw it. Over yeah. 700 people saw it. Yeah. So the person who did that mural and the architect were on the plane. They said, it. so at 8.30 p.m., the plane saw, like, a crazy uh, fuel flow. The fuel tank was, like, hot. Just oh. like abnormally, just like real hot or something like it was that. Just like overheating. Yeah, and there's no, yeah. and and they don't know exactly what they saw, but they could assume because he, he he didn't say it like in a panic, but he was just like, oh, why, like, oh, why is that, like, oh, that can't be right, but not right. like in a disastrous way. And then the plane was advised to climb like two thousand feet higher. Oh, um, so that means like it was like it it was given some form of. It's okay. Direction. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because what, when you're like, obviously when you're flying an aircraft, like one of the most important thing is, is like when they give you clearance to go to different heights. Yeah. That's so literally you don't crash in other planes. Oh yeah. Isn't that wild? <laughs> <laughs> that's already like. <laughs> There's so many planes in the air that you could crash. And like you're in a plane, <laughs> you're like in a plane and you barely see other planes ever. Yeah. They're out there. They're very close. They're fucking out there, man. And so that was that's reason number one that like I cannot stand that. No, that that definitely gets into like that creepy crawly, like the top of your head is popping off slowly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and for a, the like a crash that I'm about, like yeah. Okay. So they were given clearance to go two thousand feet higher, so it was an altitude of fifteen thousand feet, and then nothing. <gasps> Nothing whatsoever. No communication back at all. So oh they were God. like one minute, they were like the fuel, something about the fuel. And they're like, you're good. You know, go higher. Yeah. And like they heard nothing. Uh, so, yeah, witnesses said that they saw some type of light or fireworks or a missile. Oh, I remember this theory. And the plane uh, from the undercarriage, it just exploded. Exploded. Yeah. Exploded. And it took a whole year to find all the victims. Jesus Christ. Like a whole year, unfortunately. Jesus Christ. And what it went on record to be mm -hmm. was they said that the uh, the fuel tank exploded. Yeah, it separated the plane. So it blew the like the front cockpit oh. of the plane. Okay off of it so <gasps> then there was just this plane going through the sky on fire with no front oh my god it actually didn't go down like the the cockpit like went immediately flying into nowhere Jeez. and so it actually went up so like, it was actually the, the air was 
Yes. Oh my so, so it not only didn't go down, it went up, 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 and everything was on fire. And then it came crashing down. And Fuck. and the water was on fire. Oh my god. Um so what they did, they eventually found they kind of puzzled the aircraft, the Airbus back together like from what they had found. They they puzzled it back together and they got like more than you'd think mm-hmm. back together and they were just like, yeah, it's the it's the fuel tank. And then uh, the FBI and the CIA were brought in and people who worked for like like airlines communication people, they were just like, we have never seen <gasps> the FBI or CIA called in on anything like this, like Ooh. anything like this. And then people also saw them flattening parts. The They saw the FBI flattening parts of the wreckage, like oh. flattening it. Like, who knows what that means? I'm not saying it means anything. I'm just merely saying, like, they were touching it and, like, manipulating it. And it's, like... Almost like you would take a car to a... If you take it to, like, the junkyard and they smash sure. it Sure, yeah, yeah. Like, they okay. were just doing things you just, like... Who knows what exactly it means? But it's, like, that's not what you... That's not... You can't do that stuff. It goes all the way to the top, man. And Jesus. um, so the, the 700 people who said they saw different things, um, what they... What was amongst some people what they thought was either number one it was like a military experiment that went wrong or just straight up terrorism i've heard the terrorism theory yeah so it's just straight up terrorism jesus the fbi didn't let the airlines communications people um interview the witnesses the fbi said no oh god so yeah, I mean that's the uh, that's the uh, well that's not the good one. <laughs> that one's was, I I, no. I had said it was bad. <laughs> no, you uh, thank you for prefacing that because that was a stone cold bummer, but also with like just such an eerie, sinister whisper at yeah. the end. Like yeah, damn, it's an unfortunate thing. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's a short story, like waiting to be written, like this mm-hmm. beautiful mural that's like also kind of mysterious and then this like tragic thing that happens yeah so wow a better writer than me should write about so it it was uh yeah again it was the twa flight 800 going live once again in act three enduring the break there um we had uh we didn't eat any switch cheese we are not rat cops we are regular people um, mm-hmm. And regular people that have one more segment here to see who could win the episode. Now, last week on the show, DJ Lil, mm-hmm. I had sacrificed some points. And I ended up having to eat crow because I didn't win. So I am not going to sacrifice my one point. Are I'm going to hold on to it? I'm going to hold on to my one point. Okay. So this could be an old-fashioned tie. Sure. But um, if, in fact, you do not get this right, then I win the episode. That's okay. I've been on a losing streak, I think, the last couple weeks. So just keep keep it going. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're going to hop into it. Vintage versus modern. Vintage versus modern. Modern. For new listeners to the show, Vintage vs. Modern, we take 
one of our items that we talk about on as a part of the uh, curated thrift haul in the first act, whether it's a modern object or a vintage object, we find its counterpart on eBay.com, the website, and ask each other which item has the greater value, vintage versus modern. So 50-50 chance of picking up a point here. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is to tie the ball game. This is to tie the ball game. And if mm -hmm. you tie the ball game, I have one more shot to win the ball game. Mm -hmm. So vintage versus modern. It all comes down to this. So I will be using Attack of the Beastly Babysitter. Okay. Uh, so attack the book that you see in front of you. And the whole listing, I'm reading the whole eBay listings. It's Attack of the Beastly Babysitter by R.L. Stein is the vintage. Okay. Now, as we spoke about before as well, there has been uh, Goosebump adjacent books. Mm -hmm. There has been Goosebump books uh, way down the line. There's so many different series right. now. Um, so this is this is modern. This is Goosebumps Slappy World. This is what? Slappy World is not the name of the book. It's the series title. Goosebumps Slappy World. The name of the book. Please do not feed the weirdo. Got it. Weirdo Woods. <laughs> weirdo wins? No, Weirdo Woods. Oh, uh, Weirdo Woods. <laughs> I was like, got it, Weirdo. Yeah, pick the Weirdo for sure. Yeah. So again, uh, the vintage is Attack of the Beastly Babysitter by R.L. Stein versus Goosebumps Slappy World. Please do not feed the Weirdo. What do you think? Vintage versus hmm. modern. How you feeling? Now, the modern... I feel like, you know, Goosebumps has remained relevant. Sure. The modern one, maybe it's like hardcover with like all their fun stuff to it. Whereas mm -hmm. Goosebumps I'm familiar with are paperback, scholastic book sale. Some shiny. Some have the, yeah, the shiny bits. So I could see the modern being more just for those extra elements. But I believe that the vintage is more sought after. So I'm going to go vintage for mm, 14.99. Mm, okay. Okay. Modern 11.99. Ooh, okay. So like a $3 difference. Yeah. Going for the vintage. Um so what we have here, um so I will reveal the uh, value for the vintage and then you could weigh in to see if you're still confident in your pick. Okay. You can't change it. No. But you went vintage with this. Uh, so vintage, Attack of the Beastly Babysitter by R.L. Stein. It goes for $12.34. Ooh. $12. So you're only a couple bucks off. A few dollars over. Do you, do, you, do you feel pretty good still? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think I'm confident. So the modern would have to be uh, less than that for mm -hmm. you to pick up the point. Goosebumps Slappy World, please do not feed the weirdo. Has to be lower than twelve thirty four. And its value? Eight dollars and ninety seven cents. You have tied the ball game. <laughs> you have tied the yes. ball game. Perfect. So uh, depending on how you want to look at it, um, we could both win mm -hmm. by a tie, or you could call that a loss. We could both lose with a tie. But there is one more question. Bottom of the ninth inning to see mm -hmm. if I can get it right. All right. Here's hoping. 
you're, so, I'm, I'm excited you're rooting for me. Yeah. Shane doesn't I'm, root for me. You know, I'm completely satisfied with a tie. Cool. I just like the game. Yeah. Um, so we have vintage item is the volume one, Man, Myth, and Magic. Mm-hmm. Same one I have here. Mm-hmm. Illustrated Encyclopedia of the Supernatural. And it's just the the one book. Yeah. Not the whole series. Um, modern item. Supernatural, the TV show. Oh, some Supernatural adjacent. Supernatural, the TV show. My sister's a big fan of that show. Mm-hmm. I can't really say I've ever watched a full episode. It's on Netflix, I think. But she's all about the cryptids. Yeah. They're out there. And yeah. Those, I've never seen it myself are, either, but in the those community. Those brothers are finding them. Mm-hmm. So Supernatural, the TV show, the official cookbook. Official cookbook from Supernatural. Got it. Versus and, uh, this Man, one, Myth, and Legend. I will mention this item is brand new. Yeah. Um, As opposed to, obviously, the same condition of the vintage... You know, no wrapping or anything kind of like dings up around the edges of the vintage item. Mm-hmm. Whereas this modern item, completely un, you know, untouched. Untouched modern item. The Supernatural Cookbook. Mm-hmm. Versus, versus the Man, Myth, and Magic Volume 1. Man, Myth, and Magic Volume 1. This is a tough one for sure. So we're going They're like both hardcovers. Super, yes. Super tough. fan. Super fandom yeah. of Supernatural. Or you're going for, like, the nostalgia of, like, the occult in the 70s. Now, if I watch Supernatural, I bet I would have a better perspective on this. But I am going to say that the vintage book that we used on the show, the first one, I'm going to say 1199 and the modern... The supernatural cookbook. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go for twenty one ninety nine. So I think I for whatever reason I think it's gonna be sought after a little more. So I'm going <laughs> to go with the modern by ten dollars. The supernatural cookbook. You are so close. You yeah. are eighty six. Wait, eighty six cents off the modern. Hell yeah! The modern went for twenty one thirteen. Hell yeah! And, and I picked a more normal price. Yes, I picked the normal price. And the vintage went for sixteen thirty two. Ooh, more expensive than I thought. Mm-hmm. But I win. You won. I win, and I almost nailed it. And I've never seen Supernatural, but I know no. like cookbooks, hardback mm-hmm. cookbooks, like yeah. like they're thicker. People right. want them. There's all kind of, like, themed cookbooks. I know you've featured, like, wrestling ones before. Mm -hmm. It's like, people just want... For me, I'm a bum when I cook, and if I have a couple recipes I work off of, yeah, they're scribbled down somewhere. It's fine. Yeah. And it has, like, as you you have the recipe out, you get some of the food on it. Every couple years, the recipe is rewritten. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I have cookbooks. I enjoy them. But I feel like something like this, it's like you're really into the show, mm-hmm. really into it. You really want to make the brothers cherry pie or what, you yeah. know, whatever. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's been a while. But now uh, I'll have to get this for my sister. A, an earlier, yeah, very early episode, mm-hmm. uh, 
former co-host of the show, known comedian Ryan Thompson, had a, a cookbook on the show. So in the bottom of the ninth inning, yep. in an episode featuring a Goosebumps book, I win. So you got to think that's two wins for me. Two of my favorite things to mm-hmm. do is to win and to read Goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you get two points. Two points. So um, I'll take it. I'll mm-hmm. take the two-point victory. So I think that kind of wraps up everything for this week. Uh, next week, we have an exciting episode on deck two. We're going to be talking about uh, some secondhand movies that we purchased and one of them is one of my favorite uh documentary backslash films of all time so that should be fun Mm -hmm. um but as for this week we got to give a shout out to our sponsors steve barris of bluffs bluffs bluffs.bandcamp.com the theme to our show for many reasons and also something you've never seen before the theme to act one also commonwealth press commonwealth press cwpress.com when you go to cwpress.com use the promo code thrifty or thrifty podcast you could order 60 shirts and get 12 for free 12 entire shirts for free use that promo code especially in the time of the pandemic everybody is a little short on cash and i'm sure they're they'll work hard to uh, supply your order to you safely as well very nice people cwpress.com uh use the promo code thrifty or thrifty podcast get yourself a whole matching wardrobe for the house yeah just wear get it around the house 50 of the same shirt don't even have to think about it anymore. uh turn on supernatural yes. check out what that what that shows and speaking about netflix goosebumps is I was on gonna netflix. say let's watch some goosebumps too mm-hmm. and for everyone else get roach